On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out who Gravit killed on this week's Secret Invasion, if my adventures with Superman should have been the main event instead of Secret Invasion, and what the Taste Buds plan to do about the podcast if the strike lasts a long time. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. Go music. What is up, nerds? And welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast that covers every live-action TV show based on a comic book. And I am your host, Ryan. What? Mike, it happened. I got the call to the show, call from the bullpen, um, came down, and coach said, handed me the ball, and he said, you're going to go throw, big guy, chief champ. Chief champ. That's what they call you. And then smacked me on the butt hundreds of times. Regular Joe Paterno. Why does baseball do this? Why does baseball do this to us? Why so many smack butts? See, when you said handed you the ball, I was not picturing a based ball. What ball would you have handed me? His bowling ball? His Volley? left nut? His left nut slapped you on the butt. <laughs> you ever hand somebody one of your nuts? Hand him a nut and slap him on a butt. Hand him a... I love old folks' shongs. <laughs> Christ. Now, Mike, <laughs> you did drink a jar of moonshine before we started recording tonight. Is that correct? Well, we are show some lag behind the curtain. It is not a normal recording night. And what the listeners may not know about me, I am a prim and proper professional Oof. on show night. I wear a cummerbund and a bow tie and little else. But on not show night, I am... Chowing down on jars of moonshine. Yeah, usually you have a cummerbund. Tonight you have a honey bun. Uh, one of those giant stale ones that come in the wrappers. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And you will hear me crinkle all night long. Professional Mike would open up his honey bun package before recording and then set it to the side to enjoy at his leisure. And that would make Professional Mike, that gives him that literal hunger. And that's why he's so good on a normal show night. Now, this, we're recording this a little early um, because of Comic-Con, obviously. Um, yes. we, we have to go down there. Um, the girls are already there. so They're camping out. We said, guys, you don't need to do that. Get hotels like adults. But they're I think, like, no. We're camping on the sidewalk. I think that they didn't want to do the show on an off night and see unprofessional piece of shit Mike. Yeah, they've heard uh, Legend Has It. What are those called? Horror stories? Uh-huh. <laughs> Christ. What if it, this is like a... Gilligan coconut situation. Mm. If you drink a second jar of moonshine, maybe you'll snap back to order. Yeah. Do you want to try that? Should I go do that? Should I glug right in the mic? Yeah. Make sure to use your best foley. Uh, we have an incredible show for you tonight, despite the girls not being here. Glug, glug, um, glug, glug, glug. Oh, my God. You really drank that. We are going to talk about the penultimate episode of Secret Invasion. We're going to... Dive right back in with My Adventures with Superman, our new favorite show. But before that, Mike, let's, let's do an on-air meeting, shall we? My favorite kind. Be back in a sec. 
Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. We now begin the official on-air meeting of Mike Order. and Ryan. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, did you just interrupt me? Order. Order to you. Order to you. No, order to you. No more interruptions. Order prevents. Order, order. <gasps> Fuck. I did just start watching, by the way. If, if we have an on-air meeting, that's, if we were to have this meeting off air, it would be full of tangents and interruptions, right? Yes. So we can do that here? I would love it. Uh, did just speaking of order, court, order in the court, um, sustained, overruled. Uh, finally started watching Jury Duty now that nobody is talking about it anymore. Um, James Marsden, man. National He's so treasure. fucking funny. He always has been, hasn't he? Yes. He's always been great. I loved him, was mocked for loving him, then forgot about him for too long. I let the world bully me. But since uh, disturbing behavior, I've been in love with those baby blues. You're such a fucking hipster. You can do it about James Marsden. <laughs> Ryan, I'm such a hipster. I can do it. Give it to me. Give me anything I can hit out hipster you. The Superhero Show Show. Okay. I remember... I've been listening to the Superhero Show Show back since it was the Superhero Hour Hour. You feel me? That's impressive. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad that the world was like, James Marsden, we got to get him in a superhero movie. What's somebody who's like funny and um you know self-deprecating and makes fun of himself oh cyclops let's cast him Mm. as cyclops that's such perfect casting well then they you know they gave him his uh his second at bat at a superhero movie who's he gonna be oh the guy who's railing lois lane who isn't superman and superman returns oh let's give him a third shot who's he gonna be the guy who's railing sonic in sonic the hedgehog uh let's give him a fourth shot He's the guy who's railing Peep in Peeps, the Easter CGI movie. Ah, uh, God. Looking through that Peeps hole. Staring <laughs> at all of his marshmallow pets. Sugary okay, sweet. So we're not actually sure if you and I are going to go to Comic-Con. Like we said, girls are already on their way. But um, we were mostly there just for movies and TV and right. cool stuff. Um, and now it's just going to be about comic books. Mike, why is everybody not going to Comic-Con this year? The economy? No, that's... that's not right. The climate? No. Oh, because Union Strong, bitches, WGA has been joined by SAG. Now this is and the... AFTRA. Oh, don't don't leave out the AFTRA. AFTRA always comes after, but they're always there. Um, that's what they say. This is one of me and your biggest debates or disagreements. Is that I support the WGA and SAG AFTRA, and you are your hardcore studio fan. Yeah, I'm the uh, amp. Zazlav for life is what it says on my abs. Wow, that you got that tattooed. And then underneath, I'm going to put Zazaptra, which you have to follow so many dumb threads just inside my own brain to have that make sense at all. Yeah, it says Union of One on your back, and then in parentheses, it says uh, One means David Zazlav. I love David Zazlav. Mm-hmm. Great copy. Um, my knuckles, Bob Iger. Dude, you're an Iger Tiger. <laughs> oh, that's good. New tat. Stop tattooing. Running out of skin. Stop tattooing CEOs on your fucking body. <laughs> okay. I already know. I love them. Um, first thing that we obviously have to make clear, in case you don't understand what, uh, how the strike is going, um, CEO does stand for Captain EO. We always mm-hmm. do like to explain that to everyone every time it comes up. Um, second of all, yeah, so uh, in... What in a lot of ways is unprecedented. Um, the actors and the writers are on strike all at the same time. This has not happened since 1960. 
win. Who was Which the means he- unprecedented. But it's th- this feels like it's going to go for a lot longer than that. Do you remember who the head of SAG was in 1960? Fran Drescher. It was not. She's not that old. Uh, all these jokes about older women, Mike, really. Uh, I'll give you this hint. Every time hint. there was a SAG meeting, the president would start by going, well, well. Clint Eastwood. It's Ronald Reagan, Mike. Oh, I sat, similar voices. I practiced that well all day today. That was great. Do you know what it, it missed is in the background, uh, Nancy going, the throat goat? The throat goat. Good for her. Um, this is this is crazy. The things that are on the line for the actors and the writers are not all the same, but there are some pretty important ones. They like to eat. They want to mm-hmm. work um, for a wage where they can live. Um, live with roofs over their heads and walls. Allegedly, a uh, executive said, we're just going to wait until they can't pay their mortgage and they're thrown out of their houses. We want them mm-hmm. to be homeless and then they will come and settle. Um, that's not... First of all, don't say that out loud to... A, Don't say that out loud to anybody. A reporter, you fucking twat. But also, um, in order to be an actor or a writer, 90% of the actors and writers in Hollywood have day jobs because yes. they don't make enough money to not have one. So they're not going to lose their house, you fucking piece of shit. Why are we talking about this today? Um, in Was it 2010, 2007? 2007, 08. When the, the last writer strike, yeah. the last writer strike, and if you look at um, shows, Hero Season Two, Hero Season Two, um, a lot of shows if, that were on at that time. If you look at their like Netflix or the episodes for the season, Thirty Rock was one. Um, their season only has eight instead of twenty two episodes, and that's because right. that's all that the writers could get out for that season. Um, I think this one might last longer. I think that this is going to be crazy, and we could be staring down another barrel of no entertainment. That is a drag, because I need that new new. How many... The only thing I really remember, other than the the hashtag Hero Season 2, which I bet it was going to be bad anyway, uh, even though I'm a Hero Season 2 defender, is Conan just sitting at his desk playing with his pencil. Yeah. Do you uh, think we're going to get something like that? That magic? Conan had um, became very good at the taking his wedding ring and spinning it on his desk and just having the, the cameraman shoot it like it was a the Super Bowl. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> um, the, just so we just like a little bit of update. The other thing that where everyone is really worried about is so there's the there's the payment, the minimums that people make because they want to be able to uh, eat, live mm. and have health insurance. That's the big one. Um, number two. The way that the all of entertainment works is completely different. Before, if you were uh, if you were a TV writer or a movie writer or actor, uh, you would shoot your show or movie, and then you would get more money from DVD sales, Zigis, and uh, reruns. You know, if your movie was on TNT or if TNT bought uh, episodes of your show syndicated, then you would just have this constant stream of money coming in, and that is what made working for the lower wages okay. I love that you said stream, Ryan. Yeah. One stream begat another. I, I wish I could think of a different word, but my vocabulary is not big. Um, so that's where we are. That's where we are right now. What the CEOs did was they said, "We'll give you a little bit more money up front to be on a Netflix show," but it just wasn't enough. Netflix, all the streamers refused to release any data about mm-hmm. who's watching it, so there's no way to charge them. Um, ad, uh, advertise 
plans or you know like Netflix with ads is coming, but nobody thinks that any the public is ever going to get those numbers for the ratings. No, the CEO will continue to make even more money and the stockholders. And the stockholders, right. The other thing too that not a lot of people are talking about is that over the last 10-15 years, um all of the major entertainment studios have been bought up by um, these much larger corporations that mm-hmm. are all about making sure that the quarterly is higher than the last quarterly. Right. Because do you know what always works everywhere, especially in nature and economy, is uh, exponential growth. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what is the only thing, to quote Agent Smith, what are the only two things that believe in, agent, uh, in exponential growth? Uh, hand grenades and horseshoes? It's uh, right after Horseshoes and Your Hand and Grenades, a great bluegrass band. It is Humans and Cancer. That's a great line, Agent Smith. Uh, you totally nailed it because, yeah, it's just impossible. What they're saying is that if we made a billion dollars last quarter and made a billion dollars this quarter, heads are going to roll because yeah, it, must be, it must be $1.1 I don't know how this fucking started, but it seems so short-term to me. Like... The, you're going to implode everything. The other thing that's happened is that um, besides the giant corporations coming in and buying studios, they were also bought by tech. And right. tech has this reputation of really loving the fact that they can call themselves disruptors. And we've seen over time that disruptors don't care about disrupting to make something better. They just want to disrupt it, period. It's just different, man. And then finally, My name is Mark Zuckerberg, and this is The Economy. Wow, 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 wow. That's the Jackass theme. Could and then he, he just goes down a slide. I like how you have parentheses for your comments, just like your tattoos. Look, I'm a man of too many words. I didn't plan to go into the strike, but now I'm into it, so we're going to keep talking <laughs> about what the last thing is. Yeah, uh, we've not talked about at all what we're actually going to do this segment, but I love it. Let's keep getting it. We have a light show tonight, Mike, because uh, the girls aren't here and there's not a lot to talk about. So, if I oh, and there's a strike. Sure, and there's a strike. <laughs> sure, Let's sure, just sure. keep going. Uh, the third the thing, which we talked about for the last couple of weeks when we talked about Secret Invasion, is that um, writers and now actors are very nervous about AI. Mm. And when the before the writer strike, the CEOs uh, said we will not even come to the table to discuss a single thing about AI, yeah. which AI on its own isn't necessarily frightening. Um, people turning into Cyberdyne and the villains from every sci-fi movie that we've ever seen, allowing it to take over the world is the scary part. It's so weird that all these CEOs saw Paul Reiser in Aliens and went, "He's Him. my hero." Him, Paul Reiser. Er is like all rise, which is another court term. So we can throw that on overruled or sustained, if you wish. Habeas corpus. Habeas corpus, of course. Um, the writers are scared that they are going to spend the rest of their lives cleaning up script doctoring right. uh, scripts that AI writes. How does AI write a script? By scraping all other known scripts that will uh, for people that will not be getting paid for this new script. Actors are afraid that AI will uh, you know, take every Tom Hanks movie, and now they don't have to scrape that and they don't have to pay tom hanks anymore it's Um, crazy that they would think that because i've seen the polar express (laughs) and i think ai tom hanks is the wrong way to go who's that guy with the podcast uh ryan okay so before you list all of them and i love how you're gonna start with me and then you (laughs) um the guy the comedian who was kicked off of band of brothers dead eyes uh 
Connor Oberst. No, that's bright eyes. That is bright eyes. <laughs> but we eyes. know the Connors love their eyes. Uh, the eyes have it. Tom Hanks, are you going to tell this kid that he has dead eyes? Have you seen yourself in the Polar Express? You fuck. You're being a fuck. You're being such a fuck, Tom. Um, one of the ideas that the CEOs had was that a day player or a background actor will be on set for one day. They will get $100, mm-hmm. and the computers will scan them. In perpetuity, other legal term. But yeah, they, they get to own them for in perpetuity, and... You would hope nobody would do that, but there are starving people out there, there are desperate people out there, and there are people who are like, no, but I'm sure this will still lead me to becoming the next Tom Hanks who gets to call a kid dead eyes. Yeah, a lot of people right now are out there saying, "Do not." it doesn't matter what kind of offer you get as a writer or actor, do not scab, because if you cross that picket line and work with them, that is it, that's your career. Um, it also just kind of makes you a piece of shit. Oh yeah, that scab isn't is. There's never a positive version of scab. Well, I mean, we talked about our Twitter feed says differently. That's true, and that's why it's been deleted. Okay, goodbye Twitter. By the way, we'll do another segment later saying goodbye to Twitter. I think we did. I think we've done a couple. We'll do another one. You can it's never have too many in memoriams. So, Mike, tell that to Extaz. Are you nervous? And like, let's be clear: we're with the writers and actors, and yes. we want them to get everything they can. And our Wants and needs in this little world don't amount to a hill of beans. But that being said, and that being said, in perpetuity for the rest of the segment, habeas corpus sustained. Um, are you a little bit nervous about our flow of entertainment that we love? It it does mean things will be a drying up in the superhero show show land. Because I don't know if longtime listeners have uh, gathered. We need this. We need that constant flow. Uh, good or bad, it's what we do. And you know what, Ryan? I was nervous at first, and then I thought for a second and went, buddy boy, there's almost a hundred years of television history. There's options here. Okay. So at so I, I do believe that in the next, maybe the beginning of 24, let's just to put a number on it, January 24, um, it's possible there will be multiple weeks in a row where we don't have anything to cover. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, we changed the title of this podcast to Superhero Show Show. It used to be the Superhero Hour Hour, an right. hour about hours. We're now we're no longer titularly contracted to mm-hmm. s- do an hour-long show. But that's what we like to do. It's a nice round number. 60 minutes. Um, how are we going to fill these shows? I, I told you to bring a list of 40 ideas. 39 yes. of which I would throw away. What one do you think that um, I am not going to throw away? All right. So you don't want me to drove out on this. You want me to just start with the top one. We are now the DCAUAO show. We go episode by episode through the DC animated universe. It is like 30 years old at this point. There are so many movies, cartoons, spinoffs. We've done some of them with Young Justice. Uh, We start back at the beginning, and uh, we go chronological. So we do like B-Tez and S-Tez at the same time. If you don't like that, I can already see it in your eyes. It's the DCAU versus the Marvel cartoons. We have already done X-Men animated series. Do you know what else started the same time around the B-Tez and S-Tez? Spider-Man, bitch. All right. Uh, first of all, Tom Hanks, maybe don't insult my eyes and tell them that you can already see them and you hate them and you think that they're ugly. Let's start there. 
I'm going to edit some of what I said out so people think you're crazy for saying that right now. And now I'm on strike. <gasps> From podcasting? All right, I'm going to scab. I think that that's a wonderful idea. Um, I know that outside of BTAS uh, and Tasmania, a show where this is true, look it up, the Tasmanian devil was the star of the show and had a Bing Crosby sounding father. Mm-hmm. And an incred- I watched it. Incredible Sega Genesis game based off of it. Um, I don't know that much about the DC. What did you call it? Ayo, AU. DC AU. <laughs> and I really like that for branding. Just saying hey you to an animated universe all the time. Mm-hmm. Is this the Timverse? The, yeah, the Timverse. The Tim Deeniverse. Tim Deeney. That's a magician that made these? Mm-hmm. The great the Tim Deeney. Um, I, the problem is that um, it seems like it would get boring watching quality television and commenting on it. Mm. So I came up with a better idea based on your idea. And okay. that's the DC AU versus the Marvel animated shows. That Okay. That is a great idea. Thank you. Why don't you let me finish explaining it and not interrupt me with compliments? We take a DVD box (laughs) set of the Superman the Animated Series and a DVD box set of X-Men the Animated Series, put them in a ring, let them fight. We just throw them at each other. And so we are now a video show, and it's mostly a half an hour fight of us whipping DVDs at each other in the Pop Filter Studios. Love where your head's at. Unfortunately, we do not have that technology. So this will be audio only of us throwing (laughs) DVDs at each other. Because I was going to say, that means we are Conan playing with his pencil and spinning his ring around. Of all the ways that Conan could have inspired us, I think this is the most (laughs) fitting. I don't really know what you did with that whole comedy late night interview Mm -hmm. thing, Conan, but oh, that ring tossing was great. That is a good idea, but what if we each, instead of whipping the DVDs at each other, Ryan, we put... Rough start. I don't like the start. A DVD on each one of our fingers. Okay, I'm back. And then we try to eat, and we review the food eating process for different foods with DVDs on our fingers. Now, here's the fucking problem, Mike. And if if this was a professional night for you, instead of this amateur grab-ass happy hour that you're doing tonight... Mm-hmm. Um, the food that we're obviously going to be reviewing 90% of the time are bugles. And so that's going to be DVDs on our fingers and bugles on our fingers at the same time. Then it's like the little witches have hula hoops and that's their little space witches. Man, I love this. I am, I'm a thinker, but you're a thinking man's thinker. You know, like mm-hmm. you solve problems. The normal people don't get it, but the thinkers are like, man, you should have seen him back in his day. I know he's decrepit and lives in an alley now. But we all look up to him. I know what you're doing because you're a normal person. You're like, oh, that guy's an idiot. But no, he's a thinking man's thinker. <laughs> you That's have to different... really hang out with a lot of thinkers to understand why this dribbling, drooling moron is the best of us. All right. So just write down um, Bugle DVDs and for the girls. And that will that's more they'll, than enough explanation. They'll understand. All right. I have an idea. We'll see. Can I throw something out there? Please, as long as it's not a DVD at my head. Uh, yeah, no, that'd be awful. Um, true crime podcasts are all the rage. Yes, they are. Okay, I was hoping that I would just start that idea and then you would sort of build on it. That's your idea. <laughs> yes. True crime podcast. Okay, no, I got this. I didn't realize how half-assed you were. <laughs> true crime podcasts are all the rage. So what we will do... 
Oh, I got it. Good, because we're going back and forth here. The show is called True Crime Podcasts Are All the Rage. Temporarily, we're going to switch the title. And mm-hmm. what we're going to do on the show is we are going to uh, recreate classic true crime podcasts, word for word, but in the style of if they were a Rage Against the Machine song. Oh. Fuck you, I'm going to unibomb somebody. Perfect. Perfect. I like this a lot, but I think what if true crime podcasts are all the rage? So what we do is recreate the murders that those true crime podcasts got big covering. Okay. Like Civil War reenactors, but not, but like real murders. We're going to do real murders. Yeah, but we're doing, we're reenacting heroes work, not fucking Southern losers. Uh, okay, B- much better idea than yours. What if we take a crime from one of our superhero shows, and instead of we retell the crime, like something from Arrow or some bullshit, in the <gasps> yes. style of a true crime podcast? So season one is all about Prometheus from Arrow, and we act like, and look, but what we didn't know is that Hacker Felicity knew something nobody knew. Tonight... Or this season, a case in 12 parts. What did Felicity know? Please join us on True Crime Shows Are All the Rage. Chapter one. Yes? I like it. Okay. So far, this is my favorite idea. I'm going to miss eating bugles off of DVDs off my fingers, Mm -hmm. but I'm actually going to do that no matter what show we do. (laughs) Okay. Do you got anything else? I do. Uh, So... There is a show that ran for 10 seasons and is so powerful, it took over and broke the brain of one of our co-hosts. America's Funniest Home Videos? It's America's Funniest Home Videos, and we are going to go episode by episode. We're doing the Saget years. We're doing the Brady years. We're doing the other guys. Uh, Alfonso Rivero? Alfonso Rivero. He got (laughs) swell. Yeah. I, I mean, he was always ripped. He had to, like, fight back against that claim that he was actually Carlton. Mike, you have been reviewing pop culture weekly, and I mean that W E A K L Y. You did, buddy, for literal decades. Yes, movies, great movies, terrible movies, great TV shows, superhero TV shows. <laughs> That's the opposite of great TV <laughs> shows. <laughs> um, what? How would you review each individual episode of America's Funniest Home Videos? Give me some tips. Give me some pointers. Well, it's. How, so it's there's different levels, right? So you're going to do the video on its own first. How was this dog eating peanut butter and it looked like it was talking? That's great. Each so individual then, video? Filmic, yes. But then at the next level, well, each segment, each video will get its own 10-minute segment. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then, how's Bob or or, or Brady or Vera, how are they all doing? Uh, then we talk about their their jokes, their voice work, their writing. We could go back in time and be like, this is the episode that premiered on September 11th, 2001. How did mm-hmm. that you know, show you off the theme of the day? I don't love how many pigeons were flying into Lego towers on that episode. America's Funniest Videos tackles a lot of themes, but do you know what my favorite one is? What? America, America, this is this you. This is you. And just hold up a mirror to that stupid country. Uh. Do you want to give your actual idea, or should I just go? 
Eh, you could go. It was going to be Smallville. Episode by episode, Smallville every week. Oh, man, I don't. I'm not really in the market of making Caitlin that happy. You know what yeah, we'll do? We'll wait till she leaves the show and then start it yes. the next week. Yes, but then we become her favorite show, and that's too much pressure. Um, a lot of podcasts are doing minute by minute watches. Uh huh. But that's because they they suck. Those podcasts suck, and they're stupid. No, Ryan. There's some of them are great. The Marvel Movie Minute. I was just on an episode last week. Everybody should go check it out. Well, except for that one, I guess. Um, but I think that sixty seconds is far too long to mm. watch and review. Let's do some second podcasts. And one hour podcast based on each second from uh, the MCU. Rockadoodle. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wait, is that just your cute nickname for me? Yeah, you're my little Rockadoodle. That's tw- well, 24 frames, Mike. 24 entire pictures that we get to look mm-hmm. at and review every week. And Ryan, a picture's worth a thousand words. So that is 24,000 words. Every week. Man, scripts must be long. No ma- no wonder why these writers want to get paid more. Yeah, their hands are cramping up. 24,000 words per second. All right, what That's do you got? how fast I type. Oh. Uh, how about this? Well. Uh, the type bragger. And it's just Mike bragging about how fast he types every week. I, I, I feel like that's sort of ripping off Greg Proop's podcast. Oh, sorry, Proop. Smartest man in the world. Uh, that is not my cute nickname for you. That's the name of his podcast. Uh... This is, you know, what would be fun if we turn the podcast into uh, based on uh, a real biff the girls made, where they kept saying, "Why aren't we doing Mandalorian?" Uh, idiots! It's not based on the comic. So every week we say, "What do you guys think is based on the comic?" And then we just review whatever they think. Um, have you seen people or hear about people getting injured on this vegetable guillotine called a mandolin? What people? They're like, there's there's this thing that like you can. Slice vegetables very quickly, but people are just while losing. playing dope twangy music for Captain Corelli. No, I uh, you just it's very dangerous, and so maybe on this Mandalorian show we could have a game where I describe something, and then you have to tell me if it's the mandolin or the Mandalorian. I love that. Okay, so like I'll start. Uh, looks like Boba Fett. Mandalorian, correct. Uh, oh good at chopping vegetables. Is both an option? No. Which one? Mandalorian. Best it's the Mandalorian, yeah. The Mandalorian sucks at chopping vegetables. It's great at chopping fingers. Mandalorian yeah. rules at chopping vegetables. Well, he, he got it. You know, you, you're, you're a new father. You know how when you, you're a little kid, you need to chop those vegetables, so you're going to get good quick to feed that little kid vegetables. I guess that's true. Ryan, I would love to keep doing this with you. Do we have to producer, move on? D- producer Dave is in the window just chopping his fingers off on mandolins and sp- throwing the blood at the window yeah i got 10 more minutes bro uh okay let me give you one more okay um i am sort of sad that this is the second to last week we, we're gonna be able to talk about the absolutely incredible powerhouse power packing power punching show secret invasion mm. so why don't we do this every week we rewatch all six episodes of secret invasion and talk about how, what new things we found and we call it the Secret Invasion Suicide Pact. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll be dead before in no time. Uh, do you know what your dumb idea made me think of? What's that? Do you know what we could do? Uh, Secret Invasion, the show, not a lot of people know this, is based on a pretty solid comic run called Secret Invasion. Was that, um, is that, is that the, did that comic book, hold on, no, this is going to be worth it. Did that comic that you're talking about introduce the villain of this show 
No. Was it a comic book or was that in a graphic novel? Ah, that was pretty good. Come you know on, what? man. You fumbled at the gate, but then you stuck the landing. Uh, it was a graphic novel. No, he. It was uh, somebody else. No, the, the real villain of the comic is not in this show at all. Because you got to you got to save her. Got to hold her back. Uh, we could go to the source material, Ryan. We've you know done what? the MCU. We do a one to one comparison for all of these. That sounds great. Um, the girls don't know how to read. Are you trying to well, pick something that disinclude picture them? books? <laughs> that well, doesn't uh, matter. Literally everything I said. Try to disinclude them. <laughs> Okay, good. Um, I let's let's peruse that. Let's uh, browse on that. Let's let's think about that. Let's become a thinking man's thinker on that last mm. idea about secret invasion. While we real quick take a break and then come back with more secret invasion. On the penultimate episode of Secret Invasion, everyone is getting ready for the big finale, and they're getting ready for the big finale, Mike, in a similar fashion than they have been for all the other episodes so far. By doing nothing, waiting for anything to fucking happen. Fury flees to Finland with Sonya, while Gaia and Priscilla bury Talos. Gravit goes on a rampage, killing Skrulls, because he is called out for wanting to kill Skrulls. Tasty Mike, I ask you this. Did the reveal of how the Super Scroll Machine was made give us enough to make this an episode? Not what? even a good episode, just an episode. No, I was so confused, because didn't we get a lot of this information but no there's these random people we've never met before so this is important well the important part is that um all of the marvel heroes spilled blood right the battle and of earth that's a term you know like we all spilled blood for this country right fury literally means that their blood fell on the ground right. and then a bunch of people ran around and picked it up and then now that dna and- is in the scroll machine are we well? Only four of them are in the scroll machine because they didn't get the harvest. They got like the four castoffs, which is Cull Obsidian, from Mogwagwaga, Groot, and Extremis. Because that's the four that are in Gravic right now. I've only seen Groot. Uh, Extremis is the healing. The orange. That's the bad guys from Iron Man three. Okay, and then Cull Obsidian, the Thanos. The, the, yeah, it's just he's a big beefy boy, so strength, I guess. And then they said another name that I was like, I'm a nerd, and I don't know what that fucking name is. Okay. I missed all of that, but Harvest has the rest? Yeah, and then I th- are we led to believe that one of the numerous Fury Graves that are around the world, it looked like a little vial of, like, eye drops size, and that is the blood of... Did he swirl everybody's blood around? There's one single drop from every hero ever, and it's just hanging out in this little... It was so tiny. I understand that these things are not meant to be scientifically uh, accurate, but whew, this is this is some leaps and bounds. It, you know, what's missing from the show? Some leaps and bounds. <laughs> no, there's a lot of it actually in logic, in writing. Uh, okay, so let's get to the action. Um, Fury's, I guess, ex-wife because they both shot at each other's heads. Yeah, and, that's the divorce, common law, scroll divorce, <laughs> and Gaia. <laughs> are at Fury's house, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, what are we going to do? Hopefully we don't get attacked. I think they literally say, like, hey, we should be careful because we're going to get attacked soon. And then a SWAT team runs in. A, a faceless SWAT team, we assume of Skrulls, even though they're isolated, we, they, we don't see they're wearing generic SWAT team stuff. They suck. Priscilla and Gaia kill them all so quickly with their little backpacks. And I, uh, that's what I was going to bring up. I've never seen such a poorly directed action scene on one of these shows, which is saying a lot. Um, 
the camera starts by filming putting on backpacks in such a way that it's basically John Woo directing somebody shooting pistols in opposite yeah. directions. And then from there, they do all these moves where, you know, you fire this way, I'll fire that way, and then we'll flip sides. Classic gun battle move. Right. But it looks like it's uh, like a TikToker filmed it. And no cover, and they keep shooting these armored, well, people are repelling, even though it's like a single-story house, <laughs> and they they just get taken out. They're all one-shot deaths, uh, and Priscilla and Guy are totally fine. Ryan, the show isn't good. Now, do you think... I was looking up... Ali Salim is the director, so um, he has actually made movies. Uh, do you... Uh, are we taking a turn here? Are we being too harsh on this show because it was so built up and it's such a letdown that now at this point everything it does is stupid as fuck? There is that because do you know what? Should we switch to positives or sure. not yet? Uh, there is a show in here, and it's might because she's one of the greatest living actors alive. Uh, but Olivia Coleman, every time she was on screen in this one, I was like, why isn't this the show? She wasn't hackneyed. Like Fury and Talos were back and forth. Her her delivery. I've seen stuff like it before, but I liked her very like I'm a polite Mary Poppins type, but I'll shoot you in the head. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I'd watch her spy show. This is way more entertaining than anything else we've seen from this. See, I hear you, <laughs> but I I'm getting the same thing that I'm getting from Fury and Talos. She's obviously a very skilled actress, but mm. the whole like oh I remain incredibly polite while this crazy shit is going on like i feel like we've seen that a million times and it's not the dialogue isn't crisp enough with this tired idea where coleman can save it to me but i guess she's watching she's worth watching watchable is your positive yeah this show is making me think is samuel jackson a good actor (laughs) what he's i don't think he is anymore and when was the last time when did he lose it well in his defense i will say that the Nick Fury character from the MCU was basically written at, in Samuel L. Jackson's persona, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's obviously stars versus actors, and, you know, we just need Tom Cruise to come be Tom Cruise. Right. But this is even a step further to me. And I would this say is the that, cartoon version? Yeah, basically. Yes. I, I would also say that for almost all actors that are in anything like this, there's so little challenge to any of it that I think that it just... It comes off as phoning it in often. Yeah, I, I think the Capital One Samuel L. Jackson commercials have more depth and character than Nick Fury in this show. And, like, I, I don't know, have more excitement from him. Yes, like, he's he into it. He seems more stoked to be there. He he seems tired and old. And also, like, going against so much of the Nick Fury we've come to know, uh, it, it doesn't make sense what he's doing half the time. Why Why is everybody, not just Fury, but why is everybody just being like, you're my enemy and I could kill you, but I'm not going to kill you yet. I'm going to kill you when I want to kill you. Not yet, though. I can't kill you, but oh, I'm going to kill you. That is, every episode we've gotten that conversation between somebody. And see, what you're doing is, this is why I sort of think that we're just against the show. Yes. Which is deserved, so it's kind of weird. But you're also describing every Mission Impossible movie. You're describing every, you know... uh, James Bond movie. But they have action that is cool. That 
That's true, but there's so there's so many tropes that like that of like, hey, you know, uh, you're a hero, but we're all randomly against you, and it's for unsaid reasons that are very convoluted. These are things that we just accept in mm-hmm. all other spy or spycraft movies. This is just because it's not giving us anything else. Like you right. said, in Mission Impossible, we have Tom Cruise jumping off cliffs. There's other stuff to watch. This decided that no, we're just gonna be slow and boring, and then all of these creaky tropes of spy movies are now shining and and when it's not doing creaky tropes it's doing stuff that and maybe this is just tropes done so badly it doesn't look like tropes anymore gravik has been this like freedom fighter right and he believes in the scroll freedom i said freedom twice there his second is just like hey man what what's happening what is the plan anymore because it feels like he's lost his thread he kills him and he tells the rest of the people in the room uh, I killed him because he thought he had a voice. He didn't. None of you do. You're voiceless. You're nameless. That is not inspiring. No. That's they better not a good say, speech. like, the powers got to his head or something. Because this character, this bad guy, makes no fucking sense. Uh, that mixed with, like, I, a lot of it might be that people go with Talos, or if you're, like, thinking about, like, oh, I wish Talos was still alive so you could take command again. Mm-hmm. And from that outlook, it's like, well, I if I can't build respect like he did then i will just take it or not care about it that is what turns a lot of pieces of shit into abusive assholes is this like this jealousy right as far as his plan goes let's pretend like this is a scripted show with a story and characters Uh that you're right it's not gelling and especially then because at least only like the inner circle who he just pushed out of the inner circle by killing a lot of and threatening him telling them they don't matter uh when other people who saw what happened try to kill him, he takes them all out and then goes to the compound where there's like innocent scrolls and screams, who wants it? Like a fucking raw era WWE wrestler. Yeah. I I thought that the show, or at least I thought Gravik started strong. You know, uh, yeah. He was, he was interesting. I would say two episodes. Um, I think him pouring all the salt or cream or whatever it was into oh, the Oh, yeah. That, that was your moment. The sugar. Sure. Um but like that, you know that that's kind of funny. At this point now, I don't know. It feels like nine different writers have nine different plans. Did, were you so excited? And I, I like this actor. I don't want to shit on him. But were you so excited that Mason Black Widow's pilot from the movie Black Widow shut up in this? I was so excited that I went right to my phone and to IMDb to try and figure out why am I supposed to know this person? I and here again, my brain is broken. I went, why is Mason here? And the movie or the show acted like, oh, people are going to be pumped. I was like, guys, not, I mean, not was, it. Was Disney Plus pimping this? Were they like all week? Were they like the return of Mason, Mason. from Black Widow? And what sucks is I, I think this actor is great. He's the husband yeah. in uh, Handmaid's Tale. He can do so much. He's so good and is just, just nothing to do. Yeah, and he's got um, another – it's like a generic MCU role of – I say quirky things. I make yeah. funny jokes. Everything I do is like somewhere in between, you know, like the a drama and an action movie and not believing that this story is either one. Mm-hmm. And we're right there with you, buddy. We're right we there also with you. Don't. We don't think it's either one either. Oh, what else do we want to go over? Oh, I've got something. Um we see Fury's gravestone or one of them. Uh-huh. And it says something about how um, he died for his friends. Oh, yeah. 
And why wouldn't it say, hell hath no fury, because he's in heaven? Mm. I don't know why it wouldn't say that. Why wouldn't the gravesite say those words that I just thought of instead of the ones Are that you did? scabbing? Are you scabbing no, right no, now because no, you're no. writing? Thinking, thinking is not writing. Oh, thank God. I've been trying to not think the last 17 <laughs> You're weeks. fine to do that. Uh, it also is different than his first gravestone we've seen in the MCU had his quote from the, the fake biblical passage from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And this one was just like a quote from Charlotte's Web. Some pig. It said, uh, the first one said, now, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian, but I do love a good burger. Yeah. Yeah. Classic Ryan, quote. can you promise me to either put that or some pig on my tombstone? <laughs> hmm. I wonder which one I will do. Dealer's choice. <laughs> um, so, son, or, uh, Pagan is gone. Um, Beto is gone. All of our, all of the scrolls that we know the names of, right, are basically dead. On the bad guy team, yeah. Except for Guy and Gravik is really always. We- oh, and let's talk about Don Cheadle. Oh yeah. Um, Don Cheadle tells Fury that the news is about to get some footage of him uh-huh. killing Maria Hill, and Fury. That's when Fury flees to Finland. How do we think uh, Don Cheadle's doing here? Uh, he, I think he is trying to inject some sort of life into this dead horse. I think he's really trying. He's like, I'll chew up all the scenery then. I'll have fun. I'll be like a bad guy. Uh, he he can't save it. It just feels flailing and kind of sweaty. And I, I love Don. Um, <laughs> but what's done, and this is not his fault. This is I blame the writing. Is him and Fury, and this was a version of what they did last week when they just have a shootout in the middle of the shootout and nobody even notices the graphic V and this is when Talos dies, is... Don Cheadle and Nick Fury are talking, and then had, Fury has a gun to to Rhodey's head, and there's Secret Service there, and they're just talking about scroll shit. Yeah, and Rhodey is openly and loudly talking about like, well, yeah, blah blah blah, and then none of the Secret Service are like, wait, what? What the fuck did you just say? I also love in that part where um, Cheadle has him, or Rhodey has him, dead to rights. Like Fury can't do shit. Uh, so Fury's gonna put the gun away and run, but before he does, he just fucking hits Cheeto in the face. Yeah. With the gun. <laughs> well, I can still do this, you bitch. <laughs> I did like right. that, and then the Secret Service was like, "All's fair." <laughs> Mike, I had, um, we have more time, but I'm done talking about the show. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up next week. Uh, before we get to the rest of the shows that came out this week, right. I heard what I have a moment of the week. Oh, I'm, we do moments of the week in the main event now. I apologize. It's only uh, been a year. I understand. Mine is um, how that gravestone did not say, Hell hath no fury because he's in heaven now. Mike, what's your moment of the week? Uh, this is, it feels like a parody of every complaint of every MCU show where Daredevil doesn't get his costume till the last episode of the first season. For some reason, Fury, who we've now seen all show just out and about, Goes to his grave and gets his eye patch. And that's how you know things are serious now. It's so fucking dumb. It feels like... Are they punking us? Is this all a punk? Is this all a what, huh? (laughs) Do you think the Cooch, Ashton Cooch, is going to walk out in the last episode? Or no, into our living rooms when we're watching the last episode. If he does, I will freak out harder than Timberlake did in his episode. Dude, that guy was pissed. That was crazy. Uh, 
So you already uh, stepped on my transition no, into the sorry, yeah, website. Yeah, yeah. So did you, what's your website? So what's your fucking website? Um, air.heads, Ryan. Only air.heads tells you what scene of the movie Airheads pairs perfectly with what flavor of the late great candy Airheads. Candy Airheads. Thank you. Um, what's her name from Schitt's Creek? Uh, <laughs> More. It's, it's, it's kind of like a Mr. Skin for one specific movie and candy. Okay, so, wait, first of all, the late great? There are no more airheads? I don't know. I'm an adult, so I don't really look for candy anymore. Wow. Uh, Especially candy that's, like, dried rubber tongue. Yeah, it's not a good one unless it's mystery-flavored, and then it's wonderful. It's the shit. That's where I learned how to gamble as a young boy. That's where my addiction started. I don't want the fucking blue raspberry. Give me the mystery. I'd live life on the edge. It is so weird, though. Every time you're playing blackjack, you say, hit me, and then just lick the card that's going down <laughs> which tastes roughly like an airhead now i'm on the website right now mm-hmm. and it says for every minute of the movie it just says eat a mystery flavored airhead is that well really that's all we're working on it under construction it's under construction okay and that's air.heads air.heads and tell me one more thing about it uh the one thing i could tell you about it is that we are working on getting a spokesperson and I can't spill the beans of who it is, but he is going to get the attention of all the fellow youths to reference it, a different project of his. Is it Mr. Skin? It's Mr. Skin himself. You're going to get him to be on your Air.Heads website? Yes, because uh, do you know what kind of tastes like dried skin? Airheads. Airheads. Uh, who is the celebrity? It's Steve Buscemi. Oh, okay. Um, you, you know who you should use? Fuck. Who you should use to make this website. Who? Well, besides Steve Buscemi, because he's into this shit. He will help you out. Yes. Uh, Cybersprout. I always... I make so many websites, Ryan, and I almost always forget about Cybersprout. Tell me about them again. They offer premium hosting that is specifically built for WordPress, which allows you to focus on your website while they handle the security, maintenance, backups, and speed optimization. They'll even even migrate that shit for free. Oh, good, because I need it. This is on GeoCities right now. I need it migrated. Yeah, you're going to definitely want to migrate that. Uh, Mike, please, everyone, all listeners, please go to cybersprout.net, your partner for the digital world. We're going to take one last break before we take other breaks in the future. Uh, But after this break, we're going to come back with the pull list. Now it's time for the pull list where we review every other show that came out this week, starting with Walking Dead, The Dead City, also penultimate, I believe. (gasps) This week on Walking Dead, Dead City, penultimate episode. Tensions between Maggie and Negan come to a head. Ginny's search continues, and questions arise around Armstrong's path forward. Tasty Ryan asks you this. What would an episode of TWDDC have to include to get you to watch it? Um, Maggie and Negan's tensions come into giving head to each yeah. other. 69. They didn't need to 69. In their stinky, post-apocalyptic New York never-shower world. Oh, the, the reekiest of taints. <laughs> the whole time. God, that's sexy. Uh, Walking Dead is on Sundays, as it has been for the ne- for the last forty years, as it will be for the next forty <laughs> years. For fuck's fucking sake, AMC, <laughs> please. Next up, release us. <laughs> next up on the show is Riverdale. On this week's episode of Riverdale, Betty, Veronica, Cheryl, and Tony each enter the annual Miss Teen Riverdale pageant. 
When Alice doesn't allow Ethel to enter the pageant, the girls band together to make sure she has a fighting chance. Uh, now, Mike, we uh, we had to record this before we got a chance to watch this Riverdale, so I will hopefully talk more about it next week. But let's just take a guess why Alice would not allow Ethel to compete in the pageant. Uh, she's going to say she's not pageant ready, mm-hmm. which we know is a euphemism. For? For for Alice saying Ethel is not the kind of girl who joins pageants. Because she she's... She won't allow it. Not like the other girls. Good job. Riverdale is on Wednesdays on The CW, our final show of the evening. Thank God, Mike. Thank Ooh, God for my adventures like. with Superman. Uh, on the third episode of My Adventures with Superman, Lois is hot to get Superman for an interview while she, Jimmy, and Clark get scooped by the Daily Planet Dream Team. Meanwhile, three chuds who call themselves Inner Gang have high-tech new weaponry and bumblefuck their way into freezing a whole dang bank. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. How is Maws, as we're going to call it from now on, mm-hmm. doing balancing Freak of the Week, character development, and serialized storytelling? <sighs> what a weird... and I'm sure we talked about this a little bit last week, but... What a weird, revolting development that as I got older, Superman would become one of my favorite characters that I'm actually <laughs> excited to watch. And maybe you've always been like this, but I do think that it sort of happened to both me and Caitlin in similar times in very different ways. Um, maybe for the same reasons, but a, a great Superman story's ability to... Just have like it, it, what it reminds me of is like early Peter Parker of just like seventy five percent is just life is hard, family's hard. Here's this town, whether it's Smallville or Metropolis, and then we'll we'll give you some laser eyes and frosty breath towards the end. Um, and the show has it completely figured out exactly what I want. I don't know if it's yes. what everybody else wants, but it is what I want. I think so. There's a reason Spider Man jumped up and everybody's tried to chase it and it's so smart to be like wait let's take the oldest and one of the most recognizable superheroes and tell an early story early period story of his life with that stuff and that's it that you're you're correct smallville did that shit uh it is clark because no tights no flights no coconuts so it is always clark first <laughs> and this even when he is supermaning out he he's doesn't know his power, so he's freaking out, and he's constantly worried and messing with his voice as he's talking to Lois and Jimmy. Uh, it's and adorable. Then, a golden moment that, w- which is a new thing. I'm, this is different than moment of the week. A golden moment is uh, when he runs away as Clark and comes back and tells Jimmy and Lois to get to safety. It is stern, worried about their safety. Clark voice that's coming out, not Superman voice. He's just like pissed that his two stupid friends are running towards the giant ice exploding bank. And look, love them, but they are stupid. They are both they fucking are dumb stupid. As hell. Yes, I, I do want to. I have some pushback though about what you said about Smallville. Uh, are you saying that if Lois said I made some hot chocolate and gave it to Clark, he would say no? Because there's no type, no cocoa nights. There's no cocoa nights. There's we don't, exactly well. We don't drink they that drink shit. during the day. Okay, so all no nothing on a hot day like a, a hot, hot summer day, like a big piping cup of hot cocoa. Um, what I didn't know that this show was capable of, uh, because this is only episode three, is uh, when we're introduced to the news team <laughs> that we would go into this parody of you know how action news teams always did their commercials when we were kids, right? Uh, and then just to take it one step farther. Um, the third person who is like an actual reporter, the investigative reporter, uh, says, I'm not doing this. And Kat and Steve 
Yeah. Are like, no, you Cat, who's like celebrity gossip, Perez Hilton, basically, uh-huh. uh, Steve, who's sports, and both of these fully grown adults who make their salaries off the news are getting off on scooping teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> but the investigative reporter refuses to do it, and then Cat's pissed. Like, what? We practiced this all day. <laughs> like, they actually worked on this gimmick bit satire right. thing. Uh, it's the best. It's the best. And because, and this feels so real as, like, investigative reporter goes along with it at a certain point. She does it in a very dry, not wanting to do it way. Uh, and then all of this gives us Lois Lane's impression of Cat Grant, which is uh, pitch perfect and amazing. Yeah, I looked up to see if they were the same voice artist. Oh, another thing about the show, not to shit on actors because they're out of work now, but... Some of the voices sounded familiar. But get a real job. Yeah. Why don't you like... I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> go to college and get a degree, you fucking lazy ass. Uh, I went to IMDb because some of the voices sounded familiar. And with the exception of uh, Dennis Quaid's child, Jack, mm-hmm. uh, these are all not famous people. Like, they got... They're legit voice actors? Now, maybe that was to save money. But what it seems like well, is they said, let's get the person who does the role the best instead of who would who sell the most tickets. I like that for them. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, uh, this is – shushy season is starting. Luckily, this got in under the radar. This is just going to sweep everything, I have oh, a feeling. Oh, man. I'm glad because I can only remember trash that we've watched. So, <laughs> Do you have a moment of the week? I do. We also meet Intergang, which is in the comics or every other adaptation when they show up. They are a nefarious – uh, multinational. They're intergang. It's the opposite of Interpol. They're they're a gang, a gang of gangs that controls the w- world of crime. Intergang here is three bumblefucks. Uh, I mean, whiny douchebag children. Whiny, shitty, and then uh, Roughhouse because we learn his name. He keeps calling the other guy Kyle on camera, and Kyle gets so upset they're not using code names. And uh, that's the kind of joke I've seen before, but it's so charming and done well and repeated perfectly through this. Yeah, um, I like, you know, and bad guys are hard with Superman because he, as all hacky morons say, his story sucks because he has all of the powers. That's not really what mm. Superman stories are about. But um, creating a Superman villain is kind of, can be hard. You know, how do you make something that actually threatens him? But I think so often, I think what the people who are pissed because Superman has all the powers don't understand is that Clark is going to win. It's not Superman and his powers that are going to win. It's that Clark and his morals and ethics are going to beat the bad right. guy. And so to put him up against these... Some of them, are, some of the inner gang in this episode are very powerful. This, uh, The Silver Banshee is Kim Wolf's oh, yeah. ass. If she was a trained supervillain, but they're not. And so Clark's do-goodery will save the day. Uh, and yet... Oh, yeah, that is a hack complaint of Superman. It's it's the... Uh, put the people in, he loves in danger. Right. Man, people I fucking hate. How to be media illiterate jerks. Uh, my moment of the week is uh, I just didn't see that coming with the whole news team satire. Yes. So uh, I'm going with that. That's it, Mike. That's the that's the whole show. That's the whole shebang. I'm gonna actually ask Kit and Caboodle. Caitlin Caboodle. I'm gonna actually ask you to stay on stage tonight. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I just I would rather hear your voice tell me about some of the other podcasts that Pop Filter has. My real voice? Yeah, your real voice. We joke, don't we, folks? And here to what tell us, say? here to tell us about uh, other websites is a birthday candle. All right, right. You can go to popfilter.com. <clears throat> popfilter.co. 
is where everything we make lives. Throw a little slash Amazon on there. That's how you shop now. Bookmark it, use it, live it, laugh it, love it. Christmas in July is still going on. Popphoto.co slash Amazon. You're a purveyor of Christmas in July. Um, okay. The awesome job. I asked you to tell us about some of the shows that we do. And you I said, thought you said websites. And then you said, wait, what did you ask for? And I said, please tell us about the other shows. And we have, we have knocked out websites, Mike. So- Muscle memory, man. <laughs> it does not matter what you have to say. I did it out of order, so that's on me. I'm going to ask you for a third fucking time. You toddler. Can you tell us about other podcasts? At your pop filter on Instagram and at pop filter on blue ski. Did you forget Twitter? No, Twitter's dead. Tw- long live Twitter. Twitter's dead, but I don't get the long live. Yeah. Well, we don't have time to explain it, but Twitter's dead. Long live blue ski would be more appropriate. It's like that makes more sense. The king is dead. Yeah. Long live the king. Because as soon as the king dies, a new the king. The new king. The new king. King Jr. King Jr. Uh, Burger King Jr. Uh, we're mostly on Instagram. I think we've only bloofed once on Blueski. Uh, any threads? Any Mastodon that we need to know about? Uh, Mastodon, we never learned how to figure out. Threads, where the board is debating whether we're going to figure out what threads is. Isn't there... I mean, are we in a war right now? Yeah. I think, really, the board is saying, which one of these fucking things do I actually have to learn how to use? And isn't there something, isn't there some wolf-like product where we can just blast them out to everything? That might be what Threads is threatening they're going to become. Because it is owned by Facebook. Yeah. And what they do is steal from everybody, so. By owned by Facebook, do you mean Meta? I'm sorry. It is owned by Meta. And we're all very excited to use the Metaverse, which is definitely still happening. Can I just speak for every human when I say we're all excited to use the Metaverse? (laughs) We're all so excited to be floating torsos that look like cheaper graphics than the sims because the other day i was at my office job and i wanted some water so i walked to the water cooler and there by the water cooler were thousands of people talking about how excited they were to be in the metaverse i can't wait to do this in the metaverse will you rename your life spider mike into the metaverse yes i will rename my life what's your current life my wife my current life title is Mike Gravano. How does he do it? Oh, man. How does he do it all? Um, Mike, thank you for telling us about the social media. Will you, for the love of all that is fuck, tell us about the other shows from Pop Filter? Contact at popfilter.co is how you can email us. And you know what, Ryan? What? I'll do it for you. Next week, we are talking about the season finale of Secret Invasion. Did I do it all? Please listen to Movie of the Year. We just started the, oh, 19, the 1973 season. It's very exciting. Uh, it no, starts this week, It starts Ryan. this week. Uh, this very week. As of right now, you might already know who the winner of 2002 they is. They, uh, Catch Me If You Can just came out because it was lost in the vault for a while, uh, then got unlost. I don't think Catch Me and If You Can won. Boy, do I have a story to tell you off air. Oh, do you want to tease it now and then tell me off air? I'll, I'll tease it now, and everybody else can just wonder what the catch me if you can tidbit would be. Um, that's it. So yeah, as Mike so rudely said when he was not talking about movie of the year, the secret invasion finale is next week. The return of Harley Quinn and the start of what? Shushy season. Let's do this. Hopefully, the girls will be back. For Mike, my name is Ryan, and as always, keep watching those movies and TV shows based on comic books. 
Bye, y'all. Sorry, I didn't know you had a bye, y'all. Locked and loaded. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>